Welcome to Witchy Business, hosted by me, Emily. And me, Anna. This is your weekly dose of friendly business chat with a witchy flair. Through these personal and vulnerable conversations, we share our business journey with you. Highlighting the links to our overall growth journey in the hopes to make you feel more supported as you share your magic. This episode is sponsored by PlanHer, a timeless and undated planner and journal created to help witches stay organized while in flow. We especially love the pages for new moon manifestations and full moon reflections. For additional support on how to harness the energy of the moon while working on your business, subscribe to our Substack. Your link in our show notes. So this episode is all about deconstructing our relationship to work. And for both of us having similar backgrounds, we really go into what it's like to be working in a kind of hustly hustle culture background, essentially. And the first half of this episode does turn into a little bit of a run, but then we <laughs> catch ourselves, <laughs> bring it back. But really, we're sharing honestly and openly our experience and how we've gone from being in that environment to now running our businesses in a completely different way, what that journey looks like for us. And everything that has kind of come up along the way. So we hope that this resonates with you and that you can take something from this if you relate to coming from a hustle culture background or not. Maybe, you know, you still have similar thought patterns and and behaviours that you wish you could not do anymore. So, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Enjoy listening. Hello, and welcome to our second episode of Witchy Business. Um, If you're watching us, you can probably tell that we've just recorded the second episode straight after the first one because we were really in a chatty mood, so we figured we should just keep going. Um, So this week we wanted to talk about deconstructing our relationship to work because we touched on that in the first episode Um, about how our background is in PR and marketing. We worked in luxury hotels, we worked in agencies, and it was just a very masculine, pushy, perfection-driven environment. And we've been on quite the journey deconstructing our relationship to work. So, yeah, that's us this week. So much to say on this topic. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, so much to say. Um, Where should we start? So maybe let's just share a little bit more about what it's like working in an agency, um, what our jobs were in agencies, just so people get a bit of a feel for it. Yeah. 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 Do you want to start? Shall I start? You go. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah, I think it's probably easier to just uh, start from the beginning. I I actually started out in the fashion industry and I interned quite a bit when I first moved to London straight after uni. And then I my first paid job was in fashion PR. And it was really... I mean, the in, the internships were like even just the introduction to that kind of environment where everything is, is it needs to be perfect. And there's so many deadlines, you're managing multiple things at once. And then 
I then moved into advertising, into advertising agencies, creating content, social media. And that was <laughs> like, whoa. And But I didn't realize it at the time, though. That's the thing. You know, I kind of was just used to this fast paced world and I was ready for it I was young you know I I think also when you're younger as well you're like you have more energy but also you're like super hungry for for that for the work and the career and the ambition and and that's not to say that I'm not anymore it's just you know I I know myself more and I know my body more Mm -hmm. whereas at the time I, I kind of just threw myself into this environment and the sorry the types of work that you do is the deadlines you know the debt like you can have like a week to do something that's like realistically you need you need much longer than that and the 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 deadlines were tight the multiple there was multiple projects the clients are fussy (laughs) and it's it's just a lot I, I don't even know I don't even know how to articulate it other than it it was chaotic and you just roll with it and so my days were spent working from you know seven or eight in the morning to eight nine at night and then taking that work home and carrying on working from home or going to the pub with your work friends because you don't have time to fit other friends in because you know they all are probably either doing the same thing with their works or they're they're doing their own thing. So it becomes this kind of hamster wheel or treadmill of work, drinking, more work, and on the weekends as well. And it, it's it it there's never a break. I never took a sick day because either I felt like I didn't have time to have a sit day or I didn't get sick because I was just, you know, my nervous system was in this constant state of survival mode, fight or flight. So I was just pushing, pushing, pushing. And then, you know, that feeling where you go on holiday and you get sick. That's because, yeah. And that's because your nervous system is then having a break. It's regulating. And and then, and then it lets all of this in. And I didn't realize that at the time I was part of this, culture that was like oh haha I'm going on holiday and I'm probably going to be sick like that's just the way it is it's just what everybody goes through so and also being aware that that's toxic and dangerous and unhealthy you're kind of like okay then what do I do with that information so yeah honestly just hearing you talk about it and like thinking about it I'm I'm not comfortable in my body yeah you know I've got like the flight um reaction where I just want to run away I don't even want to talk about it I'm like it's just crazy how I can still feel it so much um yeah but do you feel like um at the same like at the time you because I genuinely I don't think I I didn't even think that there was another way to do work. I felt like that this is it. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, if you want to go get ahead, which we both really did, that's the only way to do it. And it's not about like changing how to do it. It's about learning how to cope with it better. And then even like healthy things like exercise, eating healthy, yoga, meditation become coping mechanisms, become tools to bypass what you're actually feeling because you don't have time to feel 
what you're feeling. Um, there's just no space for it. And so it's kind of like, oh, well, start your day with 20 minute meditation. And that way you'll be more able to cope with the stress. Yeah. Uh, how about we create an environment that's less stressful? Because it can be just as productive, but it's such a big shift that needs to happen for that to occur. Yeah. And I mean, when you were talking about like working in fashion and like perfectionism, it's just like that's the standard. And I think for people who work in the industry, they completely understand it. But when you work in an agency and you're working for clients, the base level that is acceptable is perfection is perfectly meeting what they're expecting but what you deliver most of the time is above what your client expects because that's your role as an agency because otherwise they'll just employ a designer or you know they'll have an intern that they'll (laughs) suck the life out of for six months and get them to do the design and all the things to just like execute your role working in an agency is being like, okay, we can execute everything that you want, but this is all the extra stuff that we could also do. And this is the best price for you. And there's all that, you know, exceeding expectations is pretty much what you're expected to do. So the standard is incredibly high all the time. And there's no room for, oh, you know, can we squeeze in five extra pieces of designs today? Because you look at your board and there's no designer that's free. And then as a project manager, you end up like bribing designers you know, to be like, can you do an extra hour of work today? And I'll pay you a drink or I'll get you a coffee. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just, I have this memory of like getting into work with like a tray of coffee and everyone's like, oh no, what does she want? <laughs> You're like, yeah and then like we worked in luxury hotels so it's just you think about it marketing and PR they're industries where you're constantly working your brain is constantly thinking ahead you know we we spoke about that like how you're working on the deadline that was due yesterday but at the same time you're planning the campaign in a year's time Mm. and there's that But there's also, you know, you're out on the weekend, you pick up a brunch menu. How many times have you checked like the typo of the brunch menu and then what it looks like, the layout and how easy it is to read and how well they explain like their campaign, their promotion and all of their stuff. And you take photos, you email them to yourself. You suddenly have an idea for, oh, this works for this campaign or that one. And so you do that kind of work. In PR, like you open anything, like a magazine, a book, a blog. I can't believe I started with magazine. Like what year is this? (laughs) (laughs) No, you open an Instagram post and you're like, oh, there's that blogger. They would suit our brand so well. Like we need to find a way to get in touch with them. And like you said, your colleagues are your friends. So you're at the brunch table and you're like, oh, how cool would it be if we like get them in? What do you reckon? And all of that. So you work on that level and then you add that you work for a hotel, which is a business that never closes. There is no like opening hours. It is 24 seven. 
Christmas, New Year's, there's, you know, there's no breaks, there's no public holidays, none of that. And then you add luxury to that, where it's just, again, the standard is insanely high. Yeah. Like, I just, oh, I just had a flashback of, we did a whole photo shoot for like three days. And then we sent the photos for approval and we got in trouble. Like, and I mean, like I had a meeting with my GM kind of trouble because one of the photos, the chef had a piece of oyster under his nail. Oh. He had just chucked the oyster. So, but it looked dirty. And it was all about like, how did you put that forward? Like you should have seen it. And I'm just like, there's 300 photos. And, yeah that's, know, and that's that is the that's, ultimate perfection perfect like you're so right like I when I went to an agency I worked for a one of my clients was a major supermarket brand and they the shoots that we would do were this similar to that it's, everything had to be perfect but to the point where we were uh, the content that we were doing was, was like recipe content. So like mainly for social media, for website, like digital content. And all of the ingredients had to be exact. And mm-hmm. I remember one time we made a dish and we did, it was a film. So we did the whole video shoot and then we took all the the stills afterwards. But the people who had done the the recipe, the cooking, had used too much of the ingredients. So it wasn't a serving size. And so the, the client was on shoot. The client always comes on shoot and was like, no, we can't. We need to do this whole thing again. This had taken like three hours. We need to do this whole thing again because we can't promote something that isn't the serving size because people won't, it, it, you know, it's all to do with like what you're promoting. And so I can imagine for that shoot that you were talking about, you know, the, the idea is like, who's going to want to eat somewhere where someone's got dirty fingernails. Like, (laughs) And it sounds ridiculous. Like, (laughs) Oh, your biggest stress was that there's something under the fingernail. It's like, mate, you don't understand. It's like, it, it's like a whole day's work of, yeah. And it's just. Yeah. And I think also like when we, when we talk about this, you know, like I think it it's also good to note that we now, like where we are now in our lives, in our business, we we mentioned last episode was we try and create more ease and flow into our lives and our business. But at the time of, of us being in agency and hotels and this, I guess let's just call it like hustle culture environment. We like, no one would know that we were stressed. Like our bodies were feeling that effects, but no one would know. Like, I like this kind of analogy of a swan where you're just gliding through with ease and underneath you're like, yeah, if anyone's watching us (laughs) doing the actions, but that's, that really is what it is. It's, you know, no one would know that we were finding that we were stressed or, and we like, I probably didn't even know that in the early stages of my career. And I didn't know that, that, 
I was stressed. I just oh, I definitely knew that I was overly stressed. Yeah. But like we said before, like that's just, yeah, well, you work in a stressful industry and 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 that's what it is. And you are actually praised for being like I remember being praised for because I'd be like, oh, but we need to think about this and we need to think about this and we need to think about this and we need, you know, like, yeah. And my boss would be like, that's why I love working with you because yeah. you like overly stress about every detail. So when we're at it, it's perfect. Yeah. And you're like, now I'm like, did anybody just like, you know, come and see me? And was like, oh, maybe you could do like a little less. Or I remember going to this like training for time management. Also bullshit, like time management, you know. <laughs> and them telling me that basically if I was doing overtimes because I didn't manage my time properly. Yeah. And I was like, have you seen my workload? Like there's just, and the amount of unexpected stuff that happens and how quickly you need to be able to bounce onto something and how it all works, you know, like you meet a client and they're suddenly like, oh, well, actually um, we could have space in, you know, our newsletter that comes out in two days. Could you turn something around that quickly? Uh, yeah, you can turn around something that quickly because that's like a super expensive, you know, advertising opportunity. And suddenly you're doing four hours of overtime because you're creating, you know, the visuals, the writing, you're getting it approved and oh, the approvals. Holy wow. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. 50 exactly. rounds of approval, like 500 people who need to like what you've done. Um, Yeah, it's just, yeah. but like, <sighs> Yeah, it's, it's not about ranting about what our old jobs were. It's just to give a bit of insight about how much external expectations and how stressful it all was on our nervous systems. Yeah, that that's it. I think um, I, I was I was I was thinking that too. Like this is turning into a bit of a rant, but it's not supposed to be. I guess it's like you said. If you're if you know this industry then you understand but for people who don't like maybe you're in a similar a similar environment in a similar industry or maybe not and I think it is important to talk about you know our experience so that you can see how the journey has been from that to where we are now and I think like just to add to what what you were saying when you talked about like, you know, bringing the coffees, bringing the trays, um, you know, to for the designers. I've actually I've worked on both sides. I've been a designer, but I've also been a project manager. And it's not just that you're asking the designer because, you know, it's not it's not specifically you. It's like everyone. And so like your client has asked you for this and then you're asking your designer to stay late, which means that you then have to stay late because you need to wait for the work. And then also the person who approves it needs to stay. So it's like, it's a whole ripple effect. And I think when you take that into account, you realize how like, it's not, it, it's not just you, like there's no mm. way. Cause I don't know, maybe some people are listening thinking, but why didn't you just stop doing that why didn't you have boundaries but it would have been very difficult to be like sorry I'm going to turn down all of this budget you know all all of this and say no to the client 
just because I have boundaries. And I, I know that sounds like ridiculous, but that is what the environment teaches you. Oh, yeah. And you don't progress if you do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was hungry. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So so now, like coming out of that, if you if you think about that in terms of what that the effects that that had on our bodies, but also our mindset too. And I remember that like both of us at the beginning of our business journey, like I was like, I want to do all the things like, and then I was like, no, I don't have to do this. And so it was like, it was like this constant conversation in my head of like, am I lazy if I take a rest day or, you know, all of those things that you have, have learned. Right. Yeah, because that's like our baseline of how we work. And so that's the whole like unlearning and deconstructing how to work because it's just like, oh, but I could do so much more. And like you said, like, does it mean that I'm lazy and I should do all of this before it's even asked of me? And you end up doing all this like completely unnecessary stuff. Mm that is then never asked of you that you never use like how many times did I do my client kit I've never shared it yeah (laughs) like it's just not how I work and and now it's kind of like if someone asked me for something then I I'm like oh I've been thinking about doing that cool now I've got the invitation and now I do it but it has been so hard to feel that sense of satisfaction yeah you know of like closing your computer at the end of the day and being like oh yeah I did a good job today being able to do that without working 12 hours and having your nervous system like completely wired all day that's a huge unlearning thing to do of being able to be satisfied with your work and even proud of what you're doing without it completely ruining you because the two are so closely like assimilated and linked that yeah and I mean I'm so grateful that I had you throughout it all because how many times have you been like yeah but is that needed today or you know can you do it in a different way and again like back to our ease like we always try to do things in a way that feels easeful but it's just when you're so used to looking 50 steps ahead and in a year what's going to be needed and having like I don't know how many different PR kits had I had ready for the hotel you know like and I mean no one's ever asked me for a PR kit personally so if it's needed I'll do it you know at the time but there's no point in me putting the time and energy and doing it ahead of time you know I'll just do it the day that is needed and yeah needing that rest as well because like what we talk about today is is us you know so it's the space that we comes from is so much more important what we do today than when we were representing brands clients and a business that we were working in you know yeah yeah I think one of my biggest learnings has been and I know I know that you do this as well is when I first started 
my business and like creating content for my business I I used to like batch create and schedule uh schedule my posts and because that's what I did you know in in for for a job and now I've really learned to lean into how I'm feeling when I'm posting it and I, I know you feel the same because it's like it's your because it's so personal like our business is so personal to us that I was finding when I am scheduling the content by the time it came around to posting it like a week later that didn't resonate anymore and so but it is it's leaning into like it's creating the space to then be able to create content that feels good and that you know versus like thinking ahead and it's like a different way of working yeah and um yeah actually we had a very different journey in that that when you started your business you really brought in like all that pushy energy and then deconstructed in it whereas I went fully the other way like too far the other way and I was like I don't want any structure I don't want anything done ahead I don't but then it was just too boundaryless. Like it was just, yeah, I had absolutely zero structure, zero idea, basic. But I just, I think I was so broken from all the past work experiences. I mean, it was really weird because I went through a big burnout, like while I wasn't working. Because with COVID, I had all that time off work. And it was in the not working that I crashed. Like it was like my body finally was like, oh, I can completely let go and did it let go. But I went too far into that. And now I find that in business, I'm actually more supported when I create structure for myself. And I'm creating a structure that supports me so then I can spend less time doing admin stuff and I can spend more time actually engaging with people and it's not just easier for me then it's actually easier for my clients as well and that for me is really important too so um yeah it's just finding like I guess what I'm trying to say is there's no like right or wrong way and there's absolutely no linear way it's just being aware of where you're at at every step and having that moment like if you're working with a coach it's even better because then you have that sounding board of being able to just be like oh okay am I doing this out of resistance for how I used to do it out of fear because I don't want to do it the same way what's the energy that I'm bringing to what I'm doing you know like if you're creating like some kind of automations with your emails or with your calendar or something. What's the energy behind it? Are you creating it out of a lack mindset of, well, if I don't do this, I'm never going to have any clients and I'm never going to bring in any money. Or are you doing this out of a, "Mm, actually, this would make like my life easier, my clients' lives easier. So I'm just going to sit down, cup of tea, (laughs) work on all these systems, put it out. And then, you know, yeah make everybody's life more simple so yeah it's just like yeah Yeah. I think one of the things that has been most beneficial is it 
is like the ability to I guess it's it's slowing down it's it is creating space so that you can ask yourself those questions and feel into it and I think what we didn't have in our careers was that time and that space to feel into it so everything felt so rushed and just I want to describe it as like it was like up here like to my neck it was like you know it's that feeling like everything does feel a bit forced but that's just that is what it is whereas I've learned to recognize that now in myself and when I'm starting to feel up here again and like a bit kind of forced I know that that probably isn't in alignment and how can I bring more ease into it yeah and also I think we were talking about this recently you know you say when you're we were in our career like you couldn't look at how things were yeah and I think we started to Mm. but the problem is when you start observing and noticing this stuff you know and I, I feel like this is quite like a big shift that's going on like at the moment for the past like five so years and it's really moving is people are doing all this personal work and getting into yoga meditation a bit as coping mechanisms but still there's you know obviously benefits to it the problem comes in when you start bringing that awareness into work Mm. and then you start seeing how dissociated the way you work is and that dissonance between what you've realized is good for your nervous system what feels right like you now see the difference between your regulated self and your at work self and that difference is where the pain is almost because and I feel like that's where the burnout happens because you're suddenly like noticing that there's something wrong and that's where a lot of people think, oh, I need to work part-time and that's going to help, or I need to work for myself and that's going to help. And unfortunately, what happens is that you work part-time or you change jobs or you do something, but you're still bringing that same energy and you're still receiving that same energy. Like I just, you know, it's not just the person. Yeah. And And then it doesn't work. And then you do it again and you do it again and you keep fighting because you're like, I need to find a solution. And you're getting to that point where you're just more and more broken and you're, yeah. And, or you go work for yourself. And this to me is the part that's the most heartbreaking is you go work for yourself and you apply all those principles to working for yourself because that's the baseline that you're used to. And you most probably start by working with a business coach who tells you how to make your first 5K, 10K months and that you need to post every day. And like, I can feel it. I don't feel right even saying those things. And it truly is heartbreaking for me because people stop working in like the corporate space or for a business. They stop being an employee. And they go and work for themselves, usually on something they're really passionate about because that's what you do. And then that doesn't work. Or they burn out doing their own thing because because it's for them, they want to do even more. So it's really 
heartbreaking to me when people then go into working on their business, their passion, and it it either doesn't work or it works because they're pushing so much and then they completely burn out doing something that they love and then they stop. And like, where do you go from there, you know? And yeah, that just honestly breaks my heart. And it's always, it's something that I speak to a lot of clients about of just how can we, we make this something that's sustainable for you. Maybe it's a slow start, you know, maybe it's, and I don't, I actually don't believe that just because you're working less hours, I strongly don't believe that because you're working less hours or putting less strategies in place that you're going to be making less money. Yeah. Because it's all about the energy that you bring to it. And if you're, imagine like the energy that you bring to your business and not just like if your business is working with clients, like not just with your clients, but when you're working on your business, like behind the scenes and stuff, if the energy that you bring to that is full of excitement, joy, ease, flow, peace, like happiness, just a big, like happy exhale, how good does it feel? And you can feel that you hundred percent can feel that in the content that you read from a person, especially if they do like video or audio content. And even if it's a shop, you know, like People will be like, oh, why did this shop work better than another or like is more sustainable like in time? It's just the energy that people bring to it and so much healing can happen in that space, you know? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And even just to bring, bring it back to perfectionism a little bit, when you have been working in, that kind of environment where perfectionism is a thing and it's it's the norm if you don't look at that and and the reasons behind perfectionism because essentially perfection doesn't exist right it's a it's a concept like everyone has a different version of perfect which means that it technically doesn't exist so what you're striving for like it isn't there and so it will never be, it will feel probably never good enough if that's what you're striving for, because your version will be different to someone else's. And it honestly can just go round and round in circles. And then that can lead to things like procrastination. You know, if you're trying to have something that's perfect, but you have fear around what that's going to look like or fear around the outcome, then that's where procrastination comes from often as well. So it's like all of these things that you might not realize has been picked up, like in that kind of hustle environment, you don't have time to really overanalyze that. You just make sure it's like perfect to the client and then it is what it is. Whereas when you bring that into your business and you don't really look at the root of that, then that's where nothing nothing will get done no it's just like this destination that doesn't exist you know like just like when people start healing themselves and they think they're going to get to this place where everything's perfect and then they get so disappointed when they don't get there and they're like I don't understand I've been doing this for five years and I'm still nowhere near healed you're like yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
there's no destination like there's no perfect place just like there's no perfect content there's just no perfect business there's no and yeah it just does not exist and also like I just feel like I love it when you see the human mistakes behind you you just see the humanness behind something you know it just makes you have such a stronger link to it and even from a marketing perspective like how many times did we learn that that you have to create like an emotional link to your client to be able to have them as part of like your core group you do that by being human yeah and humanness is not perfect and it ebbs and flows and there's all these things that happen but just like we're talking about you know, whatever's going on through our minds and sharing like vulnerably, like what's going through. That's what makes us human and more relatable as well. So yeah, we don't want this podcast to be perfect. Uh, <laughs> we want it to be messy. There's <laughs> definitely gonna be, yeah, lots in here. But I mean, we hope that that inspires if if you have a business and you've been thinking about starting a podcast for example like it doesn't have to be perfect well it can't be it can't be perfect just do it and go with like the messiness that it's going to be and like pay attention to what you like listening to like we're doing it as a conversation that's just completely you know like unedited and we just because that's just what we love listening to like we listen to these podcasts where the intros are absolutely messy and they just laugh through them and that they're the ones that we love so just pay attention to what you like and if it's something that you like listening to then most probably you'll like creating it as well and if you like the things that seem more perfect pay attention to that as well I just find like yeah okay what what's in there that makes you enjoy that so yeah but there is it can't be perfect because it won't be like you said it won't be perfect to everyone so just just go for it and just do it and um I just wanted to touch on procrastination that you were talking on before because it's been something that I've been on my mind a lot um recently and I know we've spoken about this that I've for me realized that procrastination is not that linked to perfectionism to me what I've seen is that actually when I'm procrastinating is because there's an uncomfortable emotion that's arising and that might be oh I'm not good enough because I'm never going to make it perfect but it can be something else and it's actually the resistance to being with what's coming up for me when I'm doing that task that makes me procrastinate to not do it Mm -hmm. and sometimes it's oh I'm not good enough it's not going to be perfect so then but what I've noticed recently is a lot of the time is oh I'm going to be seen and that scares me in a way and so then I find myself you know sitting down starting to write something and then five minutes later I'm in the kitchen and I'm like how did I get here And it's because I'm avoiding the uncomfortable emotion that is coming up for me when I think I'm going to be seen like more authentically. But then I'm able to have that chat with myself of being like, yeah, but that's your value. Like you want to be authentic and I want to be vulnerable and to share myself in that way. And 
being able to notice, oh, okay, that's scary for me. So I'm going to need to hold my hand through this a little bit more. And maybe a lot of the time recently it's been, you know, if I share like a big, long, vulnerable post, for example, then I just give myself like all afternoon to write it. And I've got to write it in two languages. So I'm like in there twice, you know, <laughs> like, there's no avoiding it. You're going through the ringer two times because I actually like completely rewrite it then in French. And so I just have a lot more um, compassion for myself. Yeah. And and I'm like, okay, it's going to take you all afternoon and you're going to need like 5 million tea breaks. And you're going, like, I feel like a lot of the, those times I realize, oh, I need to be dressed more comfortably and I need to snuggle up on my couch and feel like all held and supported, you know, with pillows and blankets and but then I can feel myself like do that exhale and like my nervous system calms down. And I'm like, until I press publish, no one sees this. So just write it and it's going to be cathartic and, but it's going to be uncomfortable, but it doesn't need to be painful and you don't need to push through this. You can hold yourself through this. And then, and then it's like doing the things for your business actually participate in your growth and your healing as well rather than hinder it and go against it so yeah yeah it's like using using the kind of deconditioning journey mm -hmm. for your healing as well yeah. and sharing that with others for their healing journey yeah. too and yeah yeah mm -hmm. I think that's a really good experiment for any area of business as well mm -hmm. it is asking is really kind of leaning into that uncomfortable feeling and asking where it's coming from mm -hmm. because often I, I personally feel that hustle culture is really linked to self-worth and that's been my journey as well and it's why do we hustle for me it was proving that I'm good enough like proving mm -hmm. that I deserve a promotion proving mm -hmm. that I deserve a pay rise proving that I'm good at what I do and so often when I feel myself rushing to do something, I ask why, why I'm doing that. And it often is related to that. It's, well, if I don't do this quickly, then I'm not a good business owner or what, whatever that thing is related to. Yeah. And that's, that's self-worth. And, and so, yeah, it's, it's all so linked yeah, it really is. Like there's no, there's no like your business version or your employee version or your work version of yourself and you, you know, it's all, it's all the one person. And of course, one's going to mirror the other side of you. You're, it's just like facets, you know, mm -hmm. and um, yeah. And, but it's those times where you realize like how your healing journey, like on a personal note, then affects how you approach business. And also if you work with a coach or, you know, follow courses and stuff, what you learn in that then applies to your personal life and how the two just obviously link to you. So, yeah, it's just what a ride. Yeah, it is a ride. It really, really is a ride. And, yeah. I mean, that's the that's our intention with this podcast is to show all of that ride, share our experience and 
what we've been through, what we're going through. And it's, yeah, I, I, I just remember like the very early stages of the, the business that I, that I run now is it was all of that, all of these thoughts coming up, all of those patterns and behaviors that were very linked to all of my limiting beliefs and all of my fears and I I didn't you know until I worked with a coach I didn't know what they were and I didn't know how they were affecting me but then you kind of go into like a rabbit hole of oh okay well this is linked to this and this is linked to this and this is linked to this and like even further back and then you actually see how it affects so many other areas of your life not just business it's relationships it's money it's all of that and this business journey although it is uncomfortable and it is a ride but it is also a beautiful healing journey and yeah yeah I love that we get to do it together yeah me too yeah yeah. um yeah just wanted you know like because we said we would share vulnerably like as we're going through it um I just want to share quickly to like people listening so at the moment I'm trying to figure out what my offers are going to be next year and as we're recording this it's the last day of 2022 and so you know there's all that like oh you've got to start the year with like packages and I've just been certified like a month ago I got a certification that I've been working on for like nine months so it's just like you know I can finally use those coaching modalities and so it changes like what I'm going to offer and I've had ideas like what two three times about what they're going to be and at the time they feel great and I'm like yep tomorrow I'm working on them and then there's just something that does not feel right and uh, sometimes it's limiting beliefs I was like oh I can't charge that much and then I get texts from M telling me like (laughs) I can do whatever the fuck I want (laughs) um but there's also like I can feel that there's a little bit of movement that needs to happen and I need to allow myself a little bit more time for something to land with a bit more clarity and and that feels more right you know there's 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 just something about it and I'm like oh maybe I just create like a very simple offer and then allow my clients to indicate to me what they need and then create an offer based on that and that's like coming back to that not always anticipating what people might want and then trying to push it onto them and just being that quiet space, not necessarily quiet, but just that big space, spaciousness of where you're able to listen to what's coming through. And then you can respond to that, which you as a projector, you definitely know about. So yeah, I was just thinking as you were saying that, because that you as a manager is respond like that's what you're supposed to do yeah yeah so yeah just to win business by our um design yeah yeah just on business with design um but yeah Hmm. yeah yeah I, I what for me what you were just saying there is almost challenging well it is it's challenging what you think you know that you should do or what you think that you should do which is 
you know, from your experience in with your background is what's the start of the new year? Well, we need our January offers. We need our, we need to have the whole year planned out and all of this. And so, you know, of course, like to challenge that is, is going to feel a little bit sticky and also just like you you know yourself and you know to trust yourself and mm-hmm. it will come through when it's ready and you've been leaning into that and it yeah it, it's, yeah. it's uncomfortable yeah I definitely have the yeah but if I don't put out the perfect offer then I'm not going to make any money and beyond the money stuff it's like yeah but what's the best way that I could serve my clients mm-hmm. and sometimes I just get caught up in this mindset or this like thought pattern of, yeah, but the best way to serve my clients is to have all of this ready for them. So in between when they book their first call and when we actually have the first call, they can have access to all this content and they should have all of this. And even just thinking about it, I'm like exhausted, mm-hmm. you know, and well, maybe what's best for, and every time I come back to this, what's best for my client and how I can best serve my clients and the community like beyond that is the space from which I come from yeah and for that to be grounded and peaceful and full of love and authenticity then I need to be that and I need a lot of space to be able to come from that place it's not about the pre-recorded content that I can share it's about who I am when I show up and maybe I show up less and maybe I'm less accessible but when I'm there I'm I'm there I'm not thinking about anything else that time that I'm with people I'm fully there and it's hard to always you know I have to it's like well it's not hard actually it just has to be a conscious constant reminder yeah of this is what you're doing. These are your values. This is your overall vision. And this is how you're going to do it. But it's so easy to get caught in the, yes, but if I have a perfect offer and a perfect launch plan and a perfect marketing strategy behind it, then I'm going to get this many clients. What's going to bring this many? Yeah. <laughs> but it's also, it's also coming back to the worth thing. It's like, you know, I guess we're so used to, you you mentioned it earlier like what else can I do for my clients like add on these five videos and it's like and what else and what else and like just with one session that you give your client now is going to provide so much value and it's kind of just trusting that and leaning into that and and like you said responding when it comes up Mm-hmm. And knowing that that's enough, but a constant reminder of that versus like, and what else and what else? And I can't launch this offer until I have all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And and that and that I think applies to so many people and so many stages of business as well, right? Yeah, because like, how am I going to tell a client that they're inherently enough mm-hmm. if I don't live that? then it's hypocritical Mm. and I don't want to be a hypocrite (laughs) yeah yeah I think where where I'm at at the moment is is kind of similar in terms of like I've been battling with the oh I need to have loads of 
content ready for the new year tomorrow um (laughs) but then also like my my mind is like just a little bit foggy in the way that like I'm also transitioning in my business and so where before I might have kind of forced the ideas out I'm really kind of just leaning in like if I'm feeling foggy then that's because I don't I need to find clarity and I need to like you know kind of just lean into that and sit on that and I I think for both of us that has been a really big lesson like learning not to force things but learning to lean in and and almost well in your case like waiting to respond and in my case as a projector waiting for invitations but also like that's not to say because I, I was just thinking as as you were talking that's not saying that you're not doing anything and for me that's not saying I'm not doing anything there's a difference between um what you were saying earlier about like going the opposite way of masculine energy action taking and just like leaning completely into your feminine you do need both and for both of us we have got our things going on like Mm -hmm. our structure in our business but what we're talking about now is creating new offers in addition to that so and I think that is quite an important distinction to make it's Mm -hmm. like leaning into the space when you need it but also setting yourself up for success in other areas as well to give you space to lean in yeah yeah creating like that solid foundation that you can then build upon and yeah that's what I'm feeling at the moment is just what I love to do is long form writing Mm. I'm just doing more of that and and that feels really good you know even though sometimes it's so vulnerable that I have to really hold my hand through it yeah, but I'm sharing from my heart and that feels more real. And there's so much trust that you need to have to be able to, you know, lean into that. But yeah, yeah, I think, well, that's a muscle that I'm much more interested in developing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And even just that, like viewing it, that's a mindset shift as well as like viewing it as a muscle that you strengthen versus like, oh, I don't, I don't have that ability. So, you know, yeah it's just well I'm gonna trust a little bit more and it's like you said it's not doing nothing it's just like I guess if you've got to attach it to doing work you're you're working on yourself and you're working on your space and that comes with a lot of awareness like self-awareness consciousness and just like processing what's what's there what's sticky what needs to move like yeah I've realized a lot of the time when it feels like hard to write like that. I write from my standing desk because I'm like dancing throughout it because I feel it in my body, like the discomfort. I'm like, oh, I need to like move it out. And so I have like 5 million dance breaks throughout the day. And then I come back and I write it and then it feels uncomfortable again. And then I move through it again. And then I, you know, and it's just. Yeah, I love that. It's like shifting the energy so that. (laughs) And I'm like shifting it as it moves. Like, yeah. And and not just in a, oh, I don't want to feel them pushing it away. It's not like really giving it space for those energies to be emotions, you know, to just like let the emotions take space in your body and to move and to exist. Like you just welcome them and you're like, oh, you're here. Okay. And and sometimes like you don't know what the emotion is, but you just feel into the energy of it and like, oh, I need stillness or I need movement. And you just, yeah. 
yeah flow through all of that but it's it's just yeah like all that to say that there's no sorry we're not here to give you like here's the three ways to deconstruct your relationship to work and five ways to heal it nah (laughs) (laughs) everyone like it would be a complete lie for us to just do that right it's yeah we can only share our experience and what works for us and how we help others too but also we help from a place of you need to feel into it you you know and we're there to support and guide but but really everyone is different we can't tell you (laughs) what to do (laughs) no you can just yeah lead by example and yeah share from experience yeah oh I think that's a good place to to end I just wanted to share something that I was just thinking about as you were um talking about dancing and it was just like this funny image of you working in luxury hotels like and imagine if you had just done that just like dancing. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure I did and my <laughs> colleagues were just like yeah that's the behind the scenes you know version of me yeah. and then there's like in front of the clients oh yeah when I worked I always wore heels I haven't worn heels in years you know like yeah really high stilettos and perfect hair and makeup and and then you arrive back on house and you're like (laughs) (laughs) that's funny I love it yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh fun times yeah all right well thanks for listening yeah thank you see you next week for another episode thank you for tuning in to your weekly dose of witchy business if you love us as much as we love us please leave a five-star review to help us spread the magic thank you again to our sponsor plan her please support them the way they support us and don't forget to follow the link in the show notes to sign up to our Substack. you can also watch us on youtube it's at witchy business and you can also follow us on instagram at we are witchy business Emily is at underscore Emily Tyson and I am at Anna.Jordan with an E.